Hi everybody, and welcome to part two of our review of Eminem's new surprise album, Music To Be Murdered By. This is the Headspace Podcast, the show where we break down new hip-hop albums track by track. A great example? Eminem's new album, Music To Be Murdered By. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and I will be your host through this journey, through this wonderfully complex album. Again, Music To Be Murdered By by Eminem. And uh, this is part two, meaning I've already gone through the first six tracks of the album over in part one. It was it clocked out around an hour and 40 minutes or so, and I was like, okay, it's getting a little long. Let's cut it into multiple parts as we, we do over here. And uh, if you're interested in the verbose explanation of the lyrical breakdown of what's happening across the different tracks of this project, stick with me. Um, I look forward to seeing what you say in the comments for real. Have a little conversation. Tell me about your experiences so far. Let me know what you thought about part one or part two or any parts of these reviews. On that note, I think we should just get into it because there's still a lot to talk about. And the next track... The next track's called Godzilla. Alright, so everybody wants to know, what was the record Eminem said on this track? Because, yeah, he did. In um, the final 30 seconds of the third verse, Eminem rapped 224 words with 328 syllables at 7.46 words per second and uh, 10.93 syllables per second, which is faster than Rap God, which he went at the pace of 6.46 words per second. So essentially, uh, six to seven years later, Eminem has taken the speed of the words or syllables per second or whatever and increased it. And uh, I decided hearing that, that um, since I did Rap God live at Montreal's Just for Last Festival in 2019, that the next opportunity to do hip hop karaoke up in Montreal, that's what this hat is for. Um, I'm going to do Godzilla because, yeah, I can absolutely do the freaking speeds here. This is not beyond the skill set of what I can bring to the table. So maybe I can't sound as cool as Eminem doing it, but can I enunciate that quickly? Yes. And I look forward to that challenge, and I will get that done the next opportunity I have because I want to do it live. It's one thing to sit here in a room and do it in a studio, but I want to show you all that I can spit that on a stage. And, you know, that's just what it is. Even on this channel, if you don't believe me, Check out the just for last performance I posted about Rap God, and you can make your decisions about if I can do it or not from there. Anyway, so that's a challenge to myself because Eminem set a bar, and I wanna I wanna make sure I can keep up. You know what I'm trying to say? Anyway, this starts off with "Ugh, you're a monster," and then another amazing beat. Like it's a modern sounding beat. It's got this like poppy, dancey. Like you could be at the club, you could vibe to this, you could move to this kind of beat. And it's something that I've really appreciated in this album so far has been the more fun beats that Eminem has used so he's got like this this great mesh like none of the beats sound like any of the other beats on the project but you can move to this album like you can dance to this Eminem album on practically every track whether it's a slow dance or a fast dance whether it's the super sad track that follows this track there's a way that you can move to it and you just vibe to it and I kind of appreciate the energy that we're getting and it just keeps it consistent and I'm going to say that when I saw uh, Juice World on the, the feature on the list, I was a little surprised, right? Because, like, 
I mean, you could definitely argue that Juice World is in the vein of mumble rappers that Eminem was attacking on Kamikaze. Um, but I happen to think that rest in peace and all that too, by the way, that Juice World was particularly talented. I enjoyed the music of his I heard. I wasn't like a super fan, but I mean, everybody liked that song with the Sting sample in it. Um, Anyway, I love the, the energy Eminem comes. Like, it's a fast-paced, just kick it. Like, speed is there. And I'm a sucker for it when it's done nice. But he continues, like, the flow of the album. So when we last left off, I was touching on how the Alfred interlude kind of, like, transition the project into the i'm gonna call it the drug phase so the first three tracks are like the eminem career review phase then as the intros do on his projects they shift the top level theme a little bit in the concept and this is a relationship with drugs so we start off with the fun and crazy experiences with those kinds of nights where it is about meeting a girl but the truth is it's about a relationship with drugs is what i think so in that case that it kind of flows through into into deep which does this beautiful comparison of the affair uh nature where it's almost like having a drug addiction or any other kind of addiction is living with like a double life and then i like this because as your addiction gets crazy and years go by and you get like super deep into it right um it evolves so if you look at what's happening on godzilla it's like my addictions and all of that turn me into a monster such as Godzilla. Like he starts off with, I can swallow a bottle of alcohol and I feel like Godzilla better hit the deck like a card dealer, which is just great because we also realize in this moment that it's going to be bars and like the cool kind of breakdown. So like better hit the deck is kind of what happens when a monster like Godzilla comes through. So he's saying he gets drunk, he gets riled up, he's kind of violent. But you know who also hits the deck? A fucking card dealer because he deals out that deck of cards. Anyway, my whole squad's in here walking around the party across between a zombie apocalypse and Big Bobby, the brain Heenan, which is probably the same reason I wrestle with Mania. So I don't really know who that big brain Heenan is, which is fine. Um, but I like the idea of how everyone's just kind of like zonked out and fly, but it's also kind of dangerous. And then, come on, wrestle with Mania is dope because it's like WrestleMania. But And it's just kind of pointing out that he's a little bit crazy. And the mental illness component that starts to get linked to the addiction which is super important, I think, for the top level because, I mean, the first three tracks explore toxicity and just kind of the general nature of it. And then now we're kind of delving into mental illness and drug addiction, honestly, is what this next phase of the project is. So just the fact that he's touching on it, but he's doing it in a way where he's like fucking fire in the way he's spitting it. Like Shady's in this bitch, I'm posse up. Consider it to cross me uh, a costly mistake. If they sleep in on me, the hoes better get insomnia. So if you're sleeping on them, you better wake up and get insomnia, which is fun. So you gotta recognize the talent. ADHD, hydroxycut, which is a medicine for it. Pasta crevassier, NAA with an AK, melee, finna, set it like a play date. And I kind of like the idea of what's playing here. So he has like this kind of, you can't sleep, you're insomniac, you get kind of like this ADHD, can't focus, you do these drugs, get fucked up, end up in AA, but go nuts and like fuck over and just kind of go crazy a bit. And it almost feels like this is a regular cycle. So set it like a play date, better vacate, retreat like a vacate, mayday. The speed is cray K, right, Jay? And so you're kind of going nuts, but it feels like this cycle of, of kind of getting lost in it and trying to recover and then trying to make sense of it all. Meanwhile, as he's putting this all on wax and he's doing his whole thing, laughing all the way to the bank, I spray flings, they cannot tame or placate the monster, and then Juice World fucking kicks in. But 
if we think about how he's been thinking back the whole way through and this phase of his career in a sense blitzed out eminem being a monster got demands paid in a huge way and then a lot of people kind of like you know you can't tame that so you get in my way i'm gonna feed you to the monster i'm normal during the day but night turn to a monster when the moon shines like ice road truckers and i was like that is definitely not a line i would expect to like hear on an eminem so the mood and energy of Juice World here, and keep in mind, Juice World is somebody who dealt a lot with intoxicants. You know, I mean, so he is the kind of guy that can relate to getting fucked up and turning into that monster at night. Um, and I like the energy of the course, but the like, when the moon shines like Ice Road Trucker, it sounds like he was blitzed one day and watching TLC and saw like the world's most dangerous jobs, and then just kind of thought of it while rapping here. Anyway, that's how I felt about that line, like. Juice World does not have maybe the lyrical brilliance of Eminem in terms of what he's spitting, but that is not to take away from my enjoyment listening to him. The mood he sets, the way he sings this hook, it's just amazing. I look like a villain out of those blockbusters, and you can just picture how he feels, and he's all fucked up, and he's just, you know, vilified, and then Godzilla fire spitter monster, and as he's saying that, like Eminem jumps on and says uh, Godzilla fire spitter with him, so it sounds like fire, like cool, like it really does. Blood on the dance floor on the Louis V carpet. And I just kind of, you know, feel like everywhere he goes, it's like havoc to the point where no matter where he is, whether he's out or he's at home, he's, he's a monster. He's just fucking killing it. Anyway, Eminem keeps going and it's still high energy. It's still high paced. It's still freaking awesome. He's just a product of Slick Rick and Honest told him to lick the balls, which is great because Slick Rick has the, the lick the balls lyric when he does his choppiness, which uh, believe it or not, Tech 9 taught me that when he's like, I learned it all from Slick Lick. I learned it from the record, lick the balls and the dick or whatever. So I ended up, oh, and I think that's on the song that Tech 9 did with Eminem. Anyway, and Onyx, which great energy and shit. And I love that because he did do that track with Sticky Fingers back in the day. Um, I think it was Sticky Fingers. Anyway, had them all just appalled to so many things that pissed them off. It's impossible to list them all. And in the midst of all this, I'm in a mental hostel with a crystal ball trying to see what I still be like this tomorrow. So you kind of picture him raging out. He's fucking blazing. But meanwhile, he's like kind of lost, wondering if this is sustainable, if this is something that can be done over time. Like, you got to imagine if you're in the depths of addiction and the chaotic life that surrounds that there is a part of you that's going to be lost in your mind looking at it from like a third person perspective wondering if this is just it forever you know i thought that was cool then he says risperdal which i've never heard risperdal is a medicine which is used to treat certain me mental disorders like schizophrenia so i didn't know that but anyway so voices whisper those lines work together because if you're caught up in your mind and you end up taking meds trying to like calm shit down my fist was balled up against the wall pencil drawn this is just the song to go ballistic on you just needed uh you just pulled a pistol on the guy with a missile launcher i'm just a lochness the mythological quick to tell a bitch grew off like a fifth of vodka and then when he twists the top of the bottle i'm a monster oh shit that's an interesting lyric right we all know what comes next on the next track and how there's a line that's basically if i screw the pop off it better be vodka so that's interesting right because he's like really drilling in the point that when you get really fucked up when you get really lost but simultaneously right you're a little bit off maybe you're dealing with something like a schizophrenia um it can turn you into this monster and kind of off the rails and shit um i just appreciate that simultaneously he's pointing out when the world comes with him especially in music and hip-hop he's ready to go and you're the wrong guy to fuck with in a sense but it's just also that mentality especially if you think about the next song 
It's how a lot of people feel, right? Especially how a lot of people who consume, especially alcohol to copious amounts. We're talking like the people who just fucking smash it back. Like a lot of people kind of get more violent and aggressive and stuff with it. Um, anyway, so it just kind of has an attitude when he's drunk. The chorus kicks in. And then we get the exceptionally long third verse that we're going to go through with the crazy speeds that end up kicking in. But it starts off with like an amazing start. He's like, if you never give a damn raise your hand with like this crazy like pause and then he's like because i'm about to set trip which is when you betray your gang and shit but it's also vacation plans when you set your trip and i'm like oh, oh that one that one hit me in a good way i thought it was super enjoyable because i'm on point like my index is because it's your index finger that you use for pointing so all you ever get is the motherfucking finger because he's on point like his finger but it's the other finger like this one uh prostate exam but that's also what happens when you do it in an exam they put the fingers up and i'm like eminem you're doing it again how can i have all these fans and perspire like a liar's pants i'm on fire and i'm like damn that's how he can perspire because he has all these fans all these people that love him so fans blowing air and then like a liar's pants he's on fire because what is a liar liar pants on fire and i'm like oh shit i feel like he's just hyping it up right because he's slowly building up the intensity and shit and I got no plans to retire. I'm still the man you admire. It's true. Currently, I kind of admire Eminem right now. He did some crazy shit, especially on this track. These chicks are spazzing out. I'm like, it's more handsome and flyer. He's getting better over time. I got him passing out. As in, these girls, these people going crazy for him are fainting because of the intensity of their love for Eminem. And just like what you would do when you hand someone flyers, because a person handing out flyers is passing them out. And what goes around comes around with the blades on a chainsaw. Literally, that's what happens. And because uh, I caught the flap of my dollar stack right off the bat like a baseball. Because that's what happens to the ball. It hits the bat and it flies. And that's what happened to his dollar amounts. Anyway uh a couple lines later oh sorry never mind fuck that like kidding bitch i got them rats with so much ease they call me diddy fine he's making money like diddy because I, I make bands and i call getting cheese a cakewalk so get it cakewalk is something easy and cheese is something like money and he's getting it and then it's just this ad lib that he yells out cheesecake yeah and that is one of my favorite moments on this album <clears throat> Just Eminem shouting out that particular ad lib. Anyway, bitch, I'm a player. I'm too motherfucking stingy for share. Won't even lend you an ear. Ain't even pretending to care. He just rhymes it well. That's cool. I don't really understand the next part of these lyrics. They just sound fire to me, but I don't really get them. So I'm not going to make a huge effort to break it down. Basically, he's just rhyming. It's sounding super flashy. Um, anyway, got him swearing up and down. They can spit. This shit's hilarious or... Or sorry, call it Harry Carey, cause every Tom, Dick, and Harry carry a Mary and motherfucking dictionary. Got him swearing up and down they can spit. The shit's hilarious, and I kind of really like that line, cause he he's kind of pointing out how a lot of people, especially the guys that copy him, that really do like the crazy rhymes, who read the dictionary like he did, kind of believe they can rap real well because they just use a lot of words even though they're not necessarily rapping real well and i thought that was an interesting criticism where i think it's against the lyrical underground which is kind of interesting anyway it's time to put these bitches in the obituary column just the way he rhymes to put these bitches in the obituary column it's the way that rhymes because it's kind of like bitch bitch again anyway we wouldn't see the eye to eye with a staring problem because if you had a problem uh, anyway whatever get the shaft like a steering column trigger happy pack heat but it's black ink 
Anyway, that's all fine. But then he goes nuts, right? Because I believe it's about here where he really starts to uh, take him into the, the crazy fucking speed. So he's all going crazy. But it's like, uh, I, I, I want to even, I want to try it right here. But like, I think I'd look real stupid. Either way, he's like, evil half of the bat means evil. That means take a back seat, take it to the back to fat pizza with a maxi single. Look at my rap sheets, but attracts these people. Does my gangster bitch like Apache with a catchy jingle. And it just fucking, it's fire the way he spits it. Because like, He's so good with the filler words, like the way he writes this shit, but it doesn't sound like when Tech 9 does it. It actually just sounds coherent in the way that he writes it where it's dope. Like, I don't know. He's fucking fat. Fancy. He's just killing it here. I stack chips. You better get a half-eaten Cheeto. Fill him with a venom and eliminate him. In other words, I'm intimate him. I don't want to hurt him. And I, uh, I, can't, I can't do it as fast yet, but like, it's definitely like that. Like, it's just that kind of syllable thing. Once you get into the rhythm of it, it's so easy to actually rap that quickly. That flow in particular is like what I call a twist of flow, the super fast, constant cadence shit. Um, but like, I like the way he does it. Like, it's like, I don't want to hurt him, but I got him in a fit of rage. I'm murdering again. Nobody will evade him. Um, again, I'm not doing it as fast as him. I also never really tried to learn it yet. I'm just reading it off a genius. Either way, he's super fast. All the bars make sense. Like I stop chicks, you barely get a half-eaten Cheeto. Fill them with venom and eliminate them. Other words, I minute made them because when you, uh, I guess, make quick beverages. I don't really get that bar to be honest. Oh, I don't want to hurt him, but I did it in a fit of rage and murder. When again, nobody will evade him. Finna kill him and dump him and fucking bodies in the lake, obliterating everything, incinerate him, renegade him. I guess that's the downside of the speed when you're using all the filler words. It's really aggressive. It's really just kind of coming out attacking like that. But when you really get into the bar to bar level, it's more about putting the right like syllables in place. And while he is coherent with it, some of it is a little bit on the sillier side here. And I'm not criticizing. I'm just thinking about it now. Whereas like you're not. It's just you're not able to necessarily have the same level of creative freedom because you really do have to play up on similar syllables and shit, which is what he's doing. And he's doing it to a degree of excellence where it's like, I'm truly impressed. Like this, this is good. This is better than some Luma, Duma Luma, you assume and I'm a human, what I got. It's better than that. Um, it's cooler. It just has like, it's almost like at that speed, but like the whole part and it's freaking cool like that. Um, anyway, and I make anybody who want it with a pen afraid, but, um, but, but don't nobody want it, but they're going to get it anyway. Cause I'm beginning to feel like I'm mentally ill. I'm a tiller killer. Be killed. I'm killer. Be, be the vanilla gorilla. You're bringing the killer within me. You're bringing the killer within me out of me. You don't want to be the enemy of the demon who went into me and be on the receiving enemy with stupidity. Be every bit of me is the epitome of a spitter. Whew, that's a pretty good series too, where basically he's feeling kind of fucked up in the head. People are kind of pissing him off. He's realizing that like it's a killer be killed environment. He's a fucking white gorilla coming through smashing shit. He's super powerful. He is the greatest spitter. Anyway, that's essentially what this rest of it is. That's what it is. He's just kind of using like, I'm available. I'm blowing up like I'm inflatable. I'm undebatable. I'm unavoidable. I'm unavailable. I'm on the toilet pool. I got a trailer full of money and I'm paid in full. I love that. I love the way it ends it there, right? Because he does do the similar shit. He's amazing. He's ever present. He's everywhere. He's got all this money. I'm paid in full, which is uh, a reference to Eric B and Rakim. And then he goes, I'm not afraid to pull the, and he cuts it off. And it kind of sounds like it's going to be something gun-like or violent or whatever. And it just kind of ends and whatever. Before we move on to the little outro bit, I just... Let's be real. This is an amazingly cool verse. Is it bars for days? 
not really in the way that we were getting on other tracks and we will get on other tracks but you got to keep in mind that on this project it isn't necessarily all supposed to be like one thing so what he does here is he both mixes kind of a modern hip-hop sound with that hook and he mixes it up with like record setting ridiculous crazy speeds that are just truly truly amazing to listen to and you just you're just like you just can't even sit still like it smacks you in the face and i felt murdered as i listened to it it was truly great and then you hear the outro where look the first time you listen to this project and you hear it, it is very different than when you catch it the second time so he's not afraid to pull this now let's let's take a step back and think about the context here so eminem basically is describing how he kind of like in the first two verse gets fucked up goes crazy he has all this kind of rage inside of him and then he's basically grinding on through he's still pushing it and he's kind of attacked a lot of people he's attacked a lot of people he's feeling cornered he's feeling this rage inside of him he's lashing out he's getting crazy with it he's got the money he's got the means he's kind of here he's got the plan and he's not afraid right and then we get um Eminem going, man, stop, look what I'm planning. And he's doing uh, an impression of Chris D'Elia, um, which is funny because Chris D'Elia did the impression of Eminem and then Eminem got obsessed kind of with him. So here we have Eminem also doing uh, an impression of what happened at the end of the homicide set, uh, track where it's like, look what I'm planning, planning, I'm planning, do all, but you're panicking. But instead, Eminem kind of makes fun of that and does his version of it. Goes, man, stop. Look what I'm planning. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, because he's making fun of it. But then I've been watching You Season 2 where I've been watching Chris Delia play the role of Henderson. And, like, I respect Chris Henderson. He's a really actually, like, kind of talented dude as far as, like, an actor goes. But, man, that role he took and played, it makes you, it makes you look at him and be like, damn, currently I can't look at the guy's face and not think of things that would make this video less monetizable um anyway i think the way this song kind of transitions into the next one and has the look what i'm planning it's subtle you're not going to catch it the first time but it is a little intro to the next track and it is almost like you snapped right so you're snapped you've gone crazy you're off the deep end you're drinking you're feeling away and then i, I think part of the speed of this verse right and the, the point of this song is to try to show you a little bit the the emotional complexity of when your mind starts racing and it's going crazier and it's just faster and faster and faster and faster until you get to that point where you're not afraid to pull it out right and then you get to stop look what i'm planning you like you get crazy you get this idea and it flows into the next track and I, I thought this was an amazing one first of all without the context of anything else on this project this just stands alone as an amazing it is one of my favorite tracks off this project and this now ranks as far as this whole career goes for me because it's just so good um anyway this is ridiculous it's a five on five and uh let's move into darkness if you haven't seen the uh music video to this song or whatever i don't know i, I might listen i would recommend hearing the track first before watching the music video because the music video makes it pretty obvious what's going on um my first experience with this song and you'll notice my tone of voice shifted like this is not a fun song um i uh like i don't know i've listened to it a lot now and i feel like it just weighs on me heavier every single time i hear it i showed it to my mom she felt it and i think 
I think this song is going to go down as one of the greatest songs in his catalog in the respect of something like a Stan or a Lose Yourself, where even the people who avoid hip-hop are going to recognize how incredibly well put together this track is. Regardless of what you like, it's, it's really a reflection of the times, right? As, uh, before we get into it, I just... I never expected to see Eminem handle a topic like this as incredibly well as as he does. And even if you don't listen to anything else I say about this, it's just, wow, man. Like, Anyway, so it, the beat is sampling and, and fucking up um, basically Simon and Garfunkel's uh, The Sound of Silence, which is a, just a beautiful song. So throughout like the track, you'll hear hello darkness my old friend and it's just it's just like you know it like and it's a subtle thing and it just taps in and anyway so the first song it starts off like it starts off with like i don't want to be alone i don't want to be i don't want to be alone in the darkness and he just kind of repeats that and it goes anymore and then i'll be honest like the first time i listened to it my my feelings on the song were great eminem doing his fucking career shit again rapping about being nervous whatever and and then i, w I was wrong as you, you know um but it's just somber and it's heavy and it's something that we haven't gotten on this project yet in terms of tone and he's like here i am alone again can't get out this hole i'm in it's like the walls are closing in you can't help me no one can i can feel the curtains closing in i go to open in but something pulls him close again and it's kind of if you think about how he's been reminiscing at this period of his life where it was the darkest and stuff it it sounds really familiar to like something you've heard before of eminem like i think when i'm gone something reminiscent to like that kind of pensiveness and then he's like, I'm feeling loathing in Las Vegas. Now, that's a clue to what the song's actually about, which we'll get to later on. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a cool part uh, line because of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And uh, also kind of has, like, you just picture Eminem getting ready to do a show. He's getting ready to perform. He's fucked up backstage, etc. Uh, you know, he's getting fucked up. Haven't the vaguest idea why I'm so lost. You shouldn't feel this way. Everything's kind of crazy. And then he goes, but I'd make you this small wager. If I bet you I'll be in tomorrow's paper, who would the odds favor? And uh, when you consider this lyric, the, the, the first time you hear it, uh, it's like Eminem doing a show. Of course, it's going to be like that. It's almost like same old, same old, boring, blind. When you consider it from the perspective of what this song's actually about, you're like, oh, shit. So that's like a second listen moment for me. Like when it clicked and I'm like... Okay, so it's like imagine you're sitting there in this hotel room and you're fucked up and you're like, yo, I guarantee you tomorrow morning the entire news cycle is going to be obsessed with me. And it's important to point that out because media obsession feeds into the scourge of what caused this song so much that there is, there is a guaranteed fact that a motivating agent for somebody to want to kind of in, invade in such a dark line of behavior would would care about the media fame because it's going to be on your mind because you know what's up who would the odds favor and then just the hello darkness mild friend after it just slaps man it just hates you like something's wrong you, you don't know what it is yet <clears throat> but something's wrong and then eminem distracts you i'm so much like my father you would think that i knew him that's a very eminem line you're not really thinking about other people's experiences yet you're still thinking about him I keep pacing this room value and then chase it with booze. Again, he's laying on this almost cliche 
Eminem-esque feels so that you're, you're thinking it's Eminem going to perform. Um, one little taste that'll do, maybe I'll take it and snooze and tear up the stage in a few, right? Eminem's gonna go bust up the stage. I mean, if you're listening to me now, just keep in the back of your mind like how this all double entendre is exactly into like what turns what it turns into like every line here works as both the terrible incident that takes place as well as Eminem rapping on the stage and the way he does it is just captivating like this song like I, I'm it's hard to not be emotional just thinking about it and then he goes fuck the Colt 45 that's a gum bar if I'm not mistaken I'm gonna need something stronger like a better gun I guess I'm spoiling it a bit. I didn't even catch that that was a gun bar because it's also a beer bar. Shit, eh? It's when you even catch extra things that you missed before. But yeah, so it's like the whole the whole thing. If I pop any caps, it better be off of vodka. So that, that like it was around here. I got suspicious that this was about guns and shit. So we know that we're moving in that direction. So this whole part, round after round after round, I'm getting loaded. That's a lot of shots. Double entendre. Um basically this is you're getting fucked up on alcohol which is also likely what you're going to be doing in a moment when you're going to go commit an atrocity but everything about this is about the artillery that this dude in the hotel room had so yeah spoiler alert because i don't think it's about steven paddock the dude who shot up that country festival so it's like a true story like this this isn't fabrication this is eminem i guess eminem specifics is a fabrication i suppose but it's eminem putting himself into the the mind of mis, of this guy and just what it would be like but also i think what he's trying to drill home is is it could be anybody who who feels a certain way and eminem almost pointing out that in his own way he's felt the kinds of things that could lead a person to this type of behavior and i don't mean it to say that eminem would do it i mean it's an empathy play it's like it's trying to the song the song has a really powerful purpose and that's what i mean like so anyway this whole first verse is about the performance getting fucked up feeling a certain way about it then you get that chorus and then you get to the the second verse now i'm staring at the room service menu off of benzo so you're getting even more fucked up i guess uh i can hear the music continue to crescendo i can see the whole fucking venue from my window that's when you know you're schizo so again he's letting you know a little bit that mental illness is coming into play you're fucked up on some drugs you're hearing the music you're you're getting a little paranoid you're looking over there you keep peeking out the curtain from the hotel the music is so loud but it's almost as though i don't hear no sound like you're not even present you're seeing what's going on and you, and it's like literally you're looking out so it could still again at this point you're still kind of going m&m's tripping maybe the performance is right he's feeling self-conscious it's a certain way but it's almost um i should get ready for the show now wait is this the whole crowd i thought the shit was sold out and again, it's a little distraction thing. It's like if you're a rapper, if you're like at Eminem and you're like, how are you supposed to go, you know, how are you supposed to like go perform and kill it if there's like, you know, nobody there is he's tripping. And it's probably like all of this up until this point is probably real anxieties that he has felt with as a performer of hip hop using all of the language and shit not um and then you know just wait I, uh but it's only the opening act it's early don't overreact then something told me relax and just hope for the show to be packed you know you're waiting for the concert to come on everything's cool whatever people are just going to come in to want to hit the stage before they fill each road to the max because that'd be totally whack you can't murder a show nobody's at like it's that line right 
where we get to the the almost transition i think of what's when you listen to it a second time and you realize it's literally fucking murder like you can't murder the people at a show if they don't come like they need to be there because his show is to commit that atrocity and there were like 850 people who were injured and like 50 fucking dead people at that shit and like it's just like wow like when you really think about the staggering damage a dude can do from a hotel room anyway so he's like but what if nobody goes he's going panicking he's gonna cancel the show just as fans below rush the engines plan is to go wreck shit cameras in all directions again the way this is written is fucking brilliant like this could be about eminem coming through and everyone's gonna watch and he's gonna fucking kill it and get all the love but it's also knowing that at this event with all of these people there are going to be these cameras so you have this audience to go commit your crime which is just crazy and then again this laying in with the hello darkness my old friend just drilling it in press gonna go ape shits on all the networks it's true that's what they kind of do commando with extra clips i got ammo for all the hecklers i'm armed to the teeth another volume fall off the bed and again this is kind of like what eminem's life was like when he was ripping it verbal bullets coming through so you're not a thousand percent like sold yet on what's actually happening in the song if you're just listening maybe you were i wasn't um because it all works is eminem coming through and just fucking rain doing what he does but it's actually like you can picture the dude in the hotel room doing his shit um i'm armed to the teeth another volume hit the bed hit the ground crawl to the dresser alcohol in my breath as i reach for the scope get it scope like fucking the mouthwash before you go hit the fucking stage so that you don't reek like fucking vodka or whatever but instead he's reaching for the scope of his fucking gun i'm blacking out i'm all, all out of meds with the benzodiazepines gone now it's just magazines sprawled out on the floor fuck the media i'm going all out this is war so after you finish your drugs and your little bender and you're fucked up um so it's just magazines on the floor now in eminem's world in a hotel room when you're fucked up it would be like you know the vibe and you know just in a mess sitting there in this case it's just fucking ammunition for the guns ready to fucking go and he's fucking mad and he's gonna go all out and then um then uh, the veneer of the track is lifted in the third verse as people start to show up time to start the show up it's 10.05 and the curtains start to go up and I'm already sweating. I'm loaded and locked and loaded for rapid fire spitting and all the concert growers. And you can hear the fucking machine gun firing throughout this verse, which just adds like this extra like element of like heaviness to it. Because again, this is some real stuff that happens. Now y'all got to keep in mind, I'm a Canadian liberal that is totally not into the right to bear arms i'm into the if you have a gun there's a lot of rules you should need to follow camp so if you don't like that fuck you um that's my feelings on that but the way the gun situation in the usa is is literal stupidity and anyway i like the fact that eminem decided to take this one on so well i digress so scopes for the sniper vision surprise from out of nowhere as they slide the clip in from inside the hotel room leaning out the window going kaiser soze i think it's about here that the gun sounds start to pick up finger on the trigger but i'm a licensed owner with no prior convictions and here's what's up man so like the bigger part of the song comes through as he's like fucking shooting people and whatnot it's almost like he's thinking eminem is thinking through the fucking checklist of shit right like 
You'll hear the crap like, it's not a, it's not a gun control issue, it's a mental health issue. And I think Eminem's responding to this, right? So how you can not spot a potential killer, how it's impossible to know this shit in advance. Because check it, he's a licensed owner, he did it all right. No prior convictions, follow the law. So lost, the sky's the limit, my supply's infinite. Meaning I can continually buy shit. I can just keep buying forever never have to worry about running out no one's gonna ask questions they're just gonna let me boop 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 fill up my arsenal strike like i'm a soldier like if you think about the amount of guns this dude had it's like why why is this legal how is this fucking possible anyway like maybe i'm just baffled because i live in a country with gun regulations and while yes there's shit that happens i live in a city with it's had multiple school shootings and shit so i'm not gonna say like shit that'll go down in canada but i am saying that at least most of us over here at a legal point of view agreed it. it's fucking whack to just let anybody go buy a fucking gun or to bump stocks like the fact that it was a debate to get rid of the fucking things like it drives me nuts right because it's just heartbreaking to see what happens when you don't deal with a situation when it's like the only Anyway, America likes to act civilized. Um, got them hopping over walls and climbing fences. Some of them John Travolta staying alive by engines. And just that idea of the people who survived or tried to run away and shit. And like this footage of people running at this event. I remember when it got covered. Um, and then it kind of migrates into his hotel room. Cops are knocking. Oh, fuck. I thought I blocked the entrance. Get showtime's over. No suicide note. Just a note for target distance. Because, you know, just some ambiguity. You're not going to know what happened. But if you like to know the reason why I did this, you'll never find a motive. Truth is, I have no idea. I'm just a stump. No signs of mental illness. Just trying to show you the reason why we're so fucked. Because by the time it's over, it won't make the slightest difference. So what this is kind of ending at is you don't get a suicide note here. There's no good answer this guy didn't may, may not have even been aware he was mentally ill he just one day had to go do this and and for whatever reason it is and the bigger point that he's trying to make is you'll never you'll never know so many this is gonna just keep happening over and over again until there's better regulations in place because however you want to spin that shit however you want to propagate it the fact of the matter is it's it's just like you'll never know who's who's feeling bad or mentally ill or anything like that in these moments so it's like how how are you just gonna keep letting it happen over an archaic right to bear arms even if you look and understand that shit if you really want to play some second amendment bullshit kill the u.s armed forces there's no reason for it that's the whole point of a second amendment it's almost like y'all violated your right to bear arms by letting them make a fucking army and you killed the point of it like i don't get it i personally am baffled by this in general anyway that's how the track kind of doesn't end quite there i mean the music video it just shows it bluntly this music video like there's no there's no illusions as to what's going on it just it has him and then when he like moves the hoodie away and starts shooting it's like a guy who looks remarkably like the shooter that he's he's kind of referencing like there was no holds barred it is very clearly about this particular incident which is apparently the worst mass shooting of a single individual in the united states's history and then you just have a lot of fucking news news coverage and just kind of the what it feels like to hear headline after headline and then another school shooting another school shooting and then just listing places and it's almost like a minute and a half ish straight of just newspaper articles 
with the beat playing and that hello darkness mild friend just kind of undulated over it like i mean in the video you watch eminem watching just a bunch of news tvs and it's like i don't know it's just gonna keep happening right like i mean i live in a place where i guess like i mean i was not at the school but like bonnie was literally at the school when that place got shot up like maybe school shootings is a personal thing for montreal and shit but it just seems whack that nobody wants to fix it in a real way but what i have to give a lot of respect to eminem for is his website got updated to with this music video and a bunch of links to different campaigns you can support or different people to give you more information about how you can actively lobby yourself to push towards gun reform ends the video telling people to register to vote and go like make their voices heard and do what you got to do to like like make the change and the the fact of the matter that like Eminem approached this subject the way he did like this song is just so heavy that like I I said I think it's going to slap everybody that hears it cuz it just shows how it's like anybody could do this even it's though it's not like everybody will but anybody could be sick enough to have this kind of moment and with the accessibility and the way the system is this could just happen again and that's that's the point and we we don't have to stand for this we don't have to continue to allow it but it's not really my discussion right i just get to keep watching it from canada going like why the fuck are you guys allowing this to keep going down so anybody that sits there and is just like yo I, I have this right to a gun and fuck anybody that comes to take it. Let anybody just be. That's some selfish shit where it's like, y'all are deluded. How could you not <clears throat> see the consequences to the actions as they are? This song is a masterpiece, a true masterpiece. This is like, like every, I almost cried listening to it when I had, because I listened to them three, four times in a row when I do my review part and I nearly, I nearly broke into tears. It's just so heavy it's so real just taps into something that that really hits me especially as a northern liberal but i just hope people do more of what eminem did here and use their platform to 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 say something worth saying which is what i think happened here anyway a five on five obviously if i could give a higher grade than five i would but i think it would fuck up the way i do shit so Let's call it a six on five for like non-official purposes. Anyway, Leaving Heaven is the uh, next track on the project. Can we just take a second in the middle of this Eminem album review to discuss a topic that personally is on my mind a lot. I'm now 32 years old and my bladder just doesn't have the strength it had 10 years ago. And I'm wondering for you older cats like... Does it really get like worse, worse? Like you have to pee like fucking all the time and stuff. I don't know. I'm just wondering. I know that, especially with the amount of coffee I drink. It's like I got to pee a thousand times a day sometimes. Anyway, let's talk about Leaving Heaven. This one has the Skylar Gray feel. And um, this is the first time Skylar Gray produced an Eminem song. Not wrote. Writing is the lyrical composition. If you look into the technical definitions... What she did here is the production, so the beat, the guidance. She she created the song with him in a more, in a different way than in the past. Um, and you can feel the Skylar Gray influence here. And while Skylar Gray is super lovely, and I do enjoy the 
the, the tone that she gives. I'm a little not, like, she's not my favorite. Uh, so this gets a 4.75, just because compared to everything else, I feel like Skylar Gray's hook is just not my favorite part. The chorus, it's it's nice, it's beautiful, it does everything it is, but it just has a, a genericness to it that is not my absolute favorite. And that's just a preference, and that's just when I hear it, not trying to insult it or... Um, talk about like the quality of it in a negative way it's not the goal here i think it's a beautiful track and somebody else is going to be calling this a perfect song and i'm calling it a fucking near perfect song for how great it is as we get into it um and i i feel like this one has him taking on different topics um as he goes through it but it's an interesting follow-up to the last one so the last one was its clear point somber tone but we're continuing on with the somber tone and this song um kind of has eminem starting with a little intro sometimes you got to come back down stoop to someone's level so you kind of get this sense of like viciousness it's going to be an unhappy tone five dozen five flies buzzing over your head call me the grim reaper slim is my sleep is my cousin because sleep is the cousin of death and so already you're dead there's some buzzers going on he's taking you out it's a cool bar though the way he put it like you're dead to me now and i'm gonna be the last face you see before you die cussing for i a tigers my eyes are tigers and i'm a survivor so i will rise up and be triumphant because what i'm looking down at my legacy leg i see that's what he says in, like as in the ad lib he it's not legacy it's like leg i see but it sounds like legacy the ad lib repeating himself you have him here kind of pointing out that he's gone it almost feels like he's he's gone through a battle or whatever and he's like fucking dangerous and he's come through and he's taken out his enemy and he like and i guess this would be anybody that's coming at him and and trying to hit him up into battles and whatnot and attacking his legacy and so when he looks at his legacy he sees a bunch of dogs trying to hump it like they try to hump a leg that they see get it like triumph to pump it so i'm like fuck it pile the carnage up till it's so high touching the sky let them all line up and attack single filing up in the stack so it's almost like here he feels like everyone's trying to ridicule him or attack him or whatever all these little rappers and he's like eh, fuck it let them all come for me and it makes me picture like fantasy books where you have like those crazy warrior dudes who like kill everybody and like just standing in a doorway hallway just line after line of non-playable characters just getting slashed and dashed up to death basically how eminem uh perceives the rest of the rap game trying to come at him which i thought was pretty cool and then uh so they're all stacking up call them toy soldiers because they just wind up on their backs i love that line because toy soldiers have the little wind up thing before they all walk in single file through but when they get to eminem he just marks them and then they wind up on their back it's just fucking clever but i also like the like somber calmer more flowy track we have here which is again it's the the eighth song i guess or the ninth track and everything just so far has been a distinct and unique experience and i can't stress how incredibly great that is to hear on this project um i also like that rick rubin isn't to be found i'm just throwing that out there maybe he is somewhere but i don't think i heard a rick rubin -y sounding track anywhere in this so that's cool um, so now this guy's nothing but black, but I am not coming back. I done told you. I told the woke me to go to sleep, but still they keep on provoking. They're hoping to see me completely broken emotionally. But how in the fuck am I not supposed to be woke when these fuckers just keep poking me? So it's like he's a giant, and he woke up on revival. He acted woke. Everyone's like, go. Uh, and then he's like, nah, I gotta go to sleep. I'm gonna lash out. Let's say a kamikaze. 
that's kind of how I took that or maybe he's just trying not to care he's trying not to be like a giant raging against people but it's almost like people just don't leave Eminem alone so he kind of has to wake up and just be the fucking giant lashing back and so that whole first verse just kind of feels like his disinterest but forced reality of having to deal with the haters and the people who come at him and then Skylar Gray's chorus is fine I'm leaving heaven I'm leaving heaven angels won't find me where are you going and then yeah it moves in the next verse and it's, it just she sings it slowly and then it's this is like a it just feels poppy I wouldn't be shocked if this turns into a single in the way that it sounds even though it shouldn't although one could argue that most of these tracks could be a single depending on if you wanted to do a depending on who he's going after Anyway, this seems like the more what you could argue is the Ed Sheeran crowd of the last of the revival album, like the more pop side. That's what this feels like. This is like the poppest song on the album, um, but still like content wise, he's killing it. I've been down kicked like around 6,000 times since I was a kid as a child picked on clown beat countless times I've been outed. And so it's kind of like pointing out that his life was rough and shit and i really love the way this verse flips gotta remind myself of it every now and again so the rut i went self-empowerment that's fascinating because i read a whole bunch of books if you check out my instagram you can see everything i read and a lot of it's this like self-help shit how to be better and in a sense self-empowerment is it like you just gotta build yourself up and dream big and go chase the goals and shit you can teach yourself how to get out of any hole and balance it with talents which i can relate to because I, I flip my life around doing a similar thing maybe i'm not quite like the penny because it's only one percent who can overcome the shit they've underwent but maybe maybe on an emotional level i have done something that incredible and i don't even know it because people don't talk about this shit but most people i guess from my past haven't like risen up so even if it's on a relatively smaller scale than Eminem, like I can relate to that. But the idea that only 1% of people can really achieve greatness and that life's like a penny like that because a penny is $0.01, therefore it's 1% of a dollar. Oh, Eminem's doing math bars. Anyway, um, I went AWOL like my back. Uh, so whoever come to shit they underwent, I went AWOL like my back was up against. Don't tell me about struggle, bitch. I lived it. I was five or six. First time I got my hind end kicked. Some guys took him his tricycle and... So he's had a hard life. And I don't know if I would call that white privilege. Yeah, but I get it. How it feels to be judged by pigment. So he doesn't necessarily feel like he's had white privilege in his life, especially as this claim has come out of a whole bunch. I mean, in the grander conversation, we can argue, yes, he absolutely has had white privilege. But the concept of white privilege as a term, when you first hear it, is not something it's to me it's a weird branding like there are there are better words to describe it it sounds like one of those things in hip-hop where if you know you know but if you don't it's meant to be coded as a as a language because yo if you grew up a poor and white and you're on welfares and you, you don't feel privileged and then you get to the middle class and everyone judges you like you're some fucking weirdo because you don't speak the lingo and don't have that common sense polite normative behaviors and shit so but then you realize uh, as time goes on what white privilege is about and you're like yeah i'm still fucking white so i guess that's true i do have that privilege regardless of it being poor or not happen but there's large pockets of people who can relate to that sentiment. And I like the honesty of it. But he does understand the, the bigotry that's out there. Um, besides getting it from both sides of the track. But I swear I'd get him back. Me, even if it meant selling my soul to get my revenge. And thought of a scheme and it got me to thinking. If I can believe in myself, I could probably achieve it. 
so everyone hated him white black everybody came at him and then he kind of sold his soul you could argue with slim shady and then he kind of dreamed big and he set out to achieve it and you know he's just kind of whatever um the rest of the verse is cool and he's like about to go deep and go and embrace the evil so it's almost like the more he embraced the slim shady character for his career to get out of the poverty circumstances of his past he's leaving heaven and that's kind of how it like relates to that um then you get the third verse where we actually get something super nifty. So it starts off with, okay, so while Macklemore was keeping his room nice and neat, which is a reference to Macklemore's song, um, the, the one, I can't remember the name of it, the, the gay one, when he's like, when I was in the third rate, I thought I was gay because I could draw my uncle was and I kept my room straight. So that's like the more privileged angle of life that, you know, Macklemore was concerned with. And it's a great comparison because, you know, successful white rappers and shit so by comparison he was getting the shit kicked out of him so he's like going as much as because we're white it might look away here's some differences that you can take a look at you know looking for a place to sleep at night anyway i'm going to just summarize this part instead of reading all the lines point of it him and denon did not have food to eat and they would be grateful to get like 25 cents together each to get some chips and split it and everything was like fucking tough like that but then we, we jump ahead to the fact that you know his mother was batshit pop was a sack of shit yeah he died but i gave half a shit because eminem's dad died in june which i didn't realize apparently this is the first time he's speaking on it in like public um and when i say june i mean june 2019 so if you're watching this in like five years that's what i meant yeah which brings me back to my dear old dad that i zero had since a, f a year old 47 scab so basically it's a 47 year old scab he basically dipped out back for that long just to hear them words ear piercing like an earlobe stabbed with a needle for an earring so the hearing that his dad died pierced him in a way that like the needle of a piercing does but like can you imagine that finally puts the bed all the emotions towards his father he's moved past it it's no longer full of rage and shit then he finds out his dad dies and then has to go through this emotional situation like now what do i do should i feel upset you were dead to me before you died me tear tear no shed i should have made a mural at your funeral had your coffin draped in a hero's flag where the fuck were you at when d'angelo done hurt me real bad at the rio grande so basically d'angelo bailey is eminem's bully the one who sued him and he's like going dad where were you when i was getting the shit kicked out of it he never met his grandkids he's a fucking coward the only gut he had is from his stomach fat like basically he just goes in on his fucking dad and he hates the fact that i'll never get to say i hate you to your face and then kind of no coming back from where i'm going sky is dark my soul is black hand on the shovel dig up the blade up then i step on the metal vendetta to set up with the devil and it's almost like in this case when he's leaving heaven now it's like now the song's taken on a new a new meaning as he's leaving heaven to head directly into hell to settle the beef he has with his father over the shit treatment because it's almost like it's unfair that his dad was taken from him before he had that chance in person and then he kind of like talks to him and just spews a bit more hate throughout the outro and i was like damn yeah no emotionally has got me and shit i kind of wish skyler wasn't skyler on the hook everything else is fucking great and perfect 4.75 it's an amazing track and i couldn't recommend it enough and we're almost at the halfway point of the track list about halfway through the album and i'm sitting here going yo like everything 
has been of an extremely high quality so far, hence the length of this review and everything. But like, yo, I'm just so happy that we're all we're all sitting here loving this new Eminem album together, except for that person in the comments who's hating me for saying that. But yo, the truth is, y'all, 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 y'all. What a track list. What what features? What what the hell? Now we're just in amazing old school hip hop land. So allegedly this album is a double disc so i don't know if anyone i tried to google it before recording it there's no pictures yet of the physical discs of people opening them that i could find on the internet so if you cop a physical let me know if this is two cds apparently this is a double disc and ya ya is the end of track one uh, the first part of the album and then the next track is like an intro into the second half so I just wanted to say that and make sure that I did my due diligence. I don't know that I s see that or understand that. Like usually they'll split it in Spotify if it's a double disc or on Wiki. But it, it, anyway, let me know if you know more about that. Because again, I tried to look into it real quick. And certainly a week from today, it's going to be public knowledge. But as I'm recording this, it's all fresh and brand new. Still, this track's amazing. So yeah, yeah is apparently German for kiss my ass, which makes the fucking title amazing on top of everything else. So they're obviously grabbing Busta Rhymes off the hoo-ha, you know, get you all in check track, which is just, it's just fucking awesome. And uh, it starts out with, with Royce to 5'9". Um, and he's just like, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So kiss my ass people, kiss my ass bitches, animals. Like everybody can come kiss my ass. Everybody can get that energy. And then, yo, the way Roy starts this, oh my gosh, it's straight fire. Like the bum stickity bum stickity bum. Uh, I got the whole rump a pump pump a punk. I'll jump up and get him up. I can't do it proper. I haven't listened to it proper. But just the way he does that is just fire. Like it's just so dynamic and alive and keep in mind like i'm emotionally sad now I'm, I'm all like sad off the last track and then this comes in and just smacks me i'm like oh okay i'm paying attention again and then just rice sounds amazing it just sounds proper um at least sound i send the, like these clowns like he sound my flow all over the place full flow in the way some so so innovate and to be fair, he sounds nothing like the other roy verses that i heard so far or the other project uh, sorry on this on the the other Royce verses on this album is what I meant to say. And it just fucking got this energy to it, and it's pretty fucking co cool. And his flow does kind of sound innovate. Popo went away. I roll over and make bacon. I call him a pig. Won't hop off. Won't you hop off off my dick? Words in the way. I'm at a loss by him. And again, I like that he's taking some shots at the police, doing a little political there. Sounds proper. I give you a JFK on the line of an MLK in the crossfire. That's an interesting point. So he'll give you a leader in the front line of MLK in the, in the crossfire. So like that, I don't know. It just feels like powerful. And I feel like I should have something more profound to say. But I guess both of these people are pushing forwards in the more of a civil rights kind of way. Because JFK did a lot of good shit in that regard. Unless I'm mistaken. Or I don't really get the line. That's okay. I've evolved into Lost Diaries of the Mob and the Rothschilds. And I'm like, that just sounds so boss, like so discreet, so powerful. I feel like God wrote the files and I'm just laying down inside him like the cock and tile. And just the way he, he rhymes that, the way it sounds, it's just fucking perfect. Like he's blessed from God to be the greatest entity ever. And like on the real, Race to Five Nine rips this. It just, this is a fire verse. Like this is, you'll remember hearing this verse is, is my takeaway. And then Q-Tip does like the hook of the album. 
in my opinion. The man, here we go. I said that we live in the land of criminal. Myra, Myra, Myra was so original. And just the way he does it, the way he sings it, the way he kind of calls back to where he comes from. And the truth is, you're talking about a tribe called Quest, you know? Like, they really come from a time that's original, but you had to push shit forward to stand out and whatnot. And he survived it all, and that's a miracle. Because he did from the world he was in and the environment. And the truth is, all this time later, Q-Tip's on an Eminem album. That, that's pretty fucking dope. Especially because he shouted him out a couple times last year. And then Royce kicks in. Because I'm Slaughterhouse. Uh, check yourself like Ice Cube said before you wreck yourself. Like Wu-Tang said, you should protect yourself. I got him going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like fucking dope, man. And I like the, the calling out the classic shits, going back to that era. Like, yo, we're inspired this. And we're from the Slaughterhouse. So in a sense, we're like the next evolution of this shit, you know? And that's cool. I just like the chorus. And then Black Thought kicks in. Black Thought goes in. He's not... The more I listen to Black Thought, the more I'm just blowing away. This is like old man Black Thought. Just keep making music, bro. That's all I want to hear is you doing your smart shit, teaching me shit. You're snapping next plus some live in effect. I'm in the Slick Rick eye patch, but I got it from Hex. So he's got a fancy version of the eye patch. You know, he's just fucking killing it. Rappers avoid eye contact. That's out of respect because it's like fearful to look at him. You got to look down, pay your homage to greatness like that. For the God in the flesh, the ominous and dominus Rex. So that's like he's basically a legendary dino is what I took from that. They'd be like, you put the thought on? Yikes. If I told y'all once, I told y'all twice. That motherfucker was nice. And that's the way he pats himself on the back like that. Just straight cockiness, straight bars, straight dopeness. And it's fresh sounding because it's like, I can't convey how good and tight the rhythmic delivery on this track is. Like, this is a, for the rapidly rap people who are a little bit tired of the poppity pop shit we were just getting. He just brought it right straight. And this feels like just feels so far back in time it feels so old school with it and i really love that effect that these guys are they're just killing it anyway i'm the king of blood sports on the mice i'm from my era you had beef y'all probably fist fought on sight get your ass beat on the basketball court on spite and tell your wife to put your life support on ice and i just find that great like he's like yo back then we actually took some shit to the real it got proper like you couldn't just say some shit you had to be able to handle your situations properly um he keeps on with the verse and it's just continually fucking proper um rap speak rap speak for me i am the ventriloquist i'm so stubborn the government won't govern that brother you spoke of it was just was it just wasn't as dope was it and i find that cool like he's like yo rap just kind of does its thing i am you know just here and hip-hop flows through me um he's so stubborn that like you know the government can't even govern him or anything he's just gonna do him and it was just other people they're just not as good as him and it just kind of flows like that um i really enjoyed his verse i like when he goes you bark you a bark bitch and never bite long kiss good night i stay heated my people in the place needed and if you ain't standing up for yourself then stay seated and i like that because it almost has like you better have the strength to be able to handle your own like we did like i am and if you can't get the fuck out the conversation um and then i kind of like how he ends it with i'm a miracle i'm still super lyrical because he is it's fucking dope and he's been at it for a very long time like we did the roots album uh, in 2019 like their first album it's fucking crazy because it just sounds like he freestyled that project and to this day he sounds fucking dope i'm live from the terror dome loud like a megaphone 
Fair from where he's from, New York, and he's got the fucking voice and the power with him. That monster thirst with seven inch herring bones. So here he's comparing himself to a powerful Egyptian pharaoh figure, and that's really cool. You know, going back. Hook comes through again, and then Eminem obviously comes through with a crazy killer fucking verse. So when you're dealing with him you better hope that an ambulance is on route papers or hand grenades soon as i pulled a pin out i am the santa fe mandalay in orlando and colorado and columbine all, all combined into one i don't walk a line bitch i run so now he's kind of up the scales of everything instead of it just being as like severe as one shit like lining you up like columbine he uh is as severe as all of these different places that have had school shootings take place or different kinds of shootings and he's fucking so dangerous that he runs through the line of shit you know because we don't got no time to waste come on denon here comes the five to nine and thought uh da dun da dun so rice the five nine black thought eminem we fucking killing it then like a shotgun i'm ready to cock it and leave these pussies stretched out like the octobomb because if you have eight kids your vagina gets stretched out more somehow anyway it's a good bar um Never had no trouble keeping up with the times. I just adapted to climate. I treat it like my Levi's when they ain't buttoned up right. I adjust on the fly. That's not true. Eminem totally had trouble keeping up with the times at different parts of his career. But currently, he's not having trouble. He's keeping up with the times. But, you know, for a while, Eminem, he just avoided the internet and shit. That, that bar is infactual about Eminem. Um, middle fingers put him up high. Uh, that's why they call it a bird, because you put it up in the sky. I like that, because you flip the bird, and it's like you throw it up in the sky. That's pretty fun. Um... I don't know. He's super rhyming here. Uh, I really like when he's like, fuck you, just buy me, double timing the rhyming, I'll leave you styming. That's why they still vilify me like Bill O'Reilly. So I kind of enjoy the fact that he points out that people hate him or try to put him into the same ballpark as a villain, such as an evil guy like Bill O'Reilly. But it's really just because they're jealous and he's able to fucking rip it with obscene shit that he says. Oh, he's not that. This album's great in terms of, like, who the fuck could be really mad except for the mayor of Manchester? Um, let me show you what I mean when they call me the Harvey Weinstein of 2019. I'm a conniving when I'm on the mic. I'm a standout like a lime green wife beater with the knife out. So like he's kind of saying he's shocking and whatever. And he'll just kind of live up to the reputation of, you know, all these other nefarious figures that it's almost like he's compared against. Even though when you really think about it, it's pretty preposterous. But that's kind of what he's pointing out. Some of these motherfuckers is preposterous, you know. Then he does an amazing little little thing here. He goes, I'm a sight to see, but you can see from the ring I'm wearing me in this game. We got married already. Had the prenup already, fucked on her, should have seen her belly. She was barely three months pregnant. Bitch had it, gave me a baby. We named it Machine Gun Kelly. And that's an amazing fucking diss because what he's saying here is Machine Gun Kelly is the mentally handicapped preemie baby that is like the little fucking hybrid bastard child of Eminem and hip hop which is an apt way to describe Machine Gun Kelly's career if you are going to be really mean about it. And I thought that was super dope. That was one of my funner, funner moments is that, that clever fucking shanking feeling that just sliced through Machine Gun Kelly like that. And he shouts out a bunch of rappers like LL, Big L, Dell, the funky homo sapien, he's dope. And because remember, him and uh, Andre 3000 were geeking out over hieroglyphics lyrics. I digress. Shouts out everybody. And then DRE was like his GPS. Without him, he doesn't know where he'd be. The track ends. It's got a super great energy. It's amazing. 
um sorry if it feels like any parts are running out of steam i have been recording for several hours and i'm only halfway through the album so that's where we're at with it this is another banger it is a five on five i truly appreciate listening to this project and yeah anyway let's uh, move into alleged part two let me know what you think so far but the next uh the next one's a little skit it's short it's a little break it's the stepdad intro so i mean i can see how this is another transition if we look at like the whole series of tracks that would be the first 10 you go from uh darkness which kind of has like an exploration into the extreme cases of what can happen with like uh, substance abuse and mental illness and whatnot then you just move it from that into leaving heaven which just kind of looks at the more drained aspects like it's like you don't go down that path that door got closed and you go down the real life version of recovery and coping with stuff so you're leaving heaven because the world's hard is you're you're, you're kind of running through it and then yeah yeah is like the response of goofy kiss my ass we lyrical miracle geniuses and shit so i can see how that like kind of ends as a cool way to end part one as a really like self-encompassed story of looking at the dangers of, of i guess mental illness and stuff and i know it sounds kind of like contrived to put it like that but every track simultaneously does do the part of moving along a kind of top level tone narrative if you really think about it um i don't know if i flushed out the story as well as i did on the relapse review where i stand by that story i told um i might even make a little video just wrapping up the relapse uh story because frankly i don't think anybody or that many people are watching the four hours of content it would take to figure out the whole story but i think eminem does a very similar thing with that and stepdad marks a transition into a different direction on the project um my first thoughts hearing it is because uh, we just did Company Flows, Fun Crusher Plus, and on that LP has the track about how his stepdad would beat the shit out of his like uh, mom and stuff. So listening to this where it's kind of like Eminem thinking back to his stepdad and it's just you can hear him getting smacked and shit as he's like, what I fucking tell you about turning off the lights? And you hear like a young, you assume to be Eminem kind of like i didn't do it stop it and he's like don't fucking lie to me you little fucker and it's it's intense and like it's 15 seconds but it's real it slaps hard because like it's just a kid getting beat by a stepdad in a blunt way the kind of blunt way that darkness was and if you think about the fact that there are so many people who have to also go through child this kind of abuse those men who and i guess women let's let's just say the people who feel it's okay to use violence to beat their significant other to psychologically mentally physically abuse the people around them like that for power or whatever it else it's just it's fucked up and i don't like it so to see eminem move on to tackle this one already proving the maturity of it I'm, I'm in i'm into that i'm into like seeing what eminem can handle on this subject because i don't feel like this is tacky i feel like it's a triggering like i can see how people might be triggered but in the way that like it brings you back if you've ever had to deal with a father or that or a stepdad or anything that maybe wasn't the best behavior it can bring like it was it, was, it felt real is what i'm trying to say so with that in mind i uh I don't know. I I gave it a four a four point five on five. I mean, it's powerful for what it is. It's hard to call this like an enjoyably five on five, but it 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 does what it's meant to do. So, let's move into the track that it is the intro to, which is Stepdad. 
So I'm I'm gonna have to just give this another four point five on five right out the jump because like it's got that more poppy sonically. I'm less into it. Like there's the sound I love on this, the energy we'll call it. There's an energy I love, and those are the ones that are getting the fives. And there's an energy I also love but less less loving than the other ones because like empirically I can see how again it's the same quality. The subject matter is varied. He's killing it in that department. Alchemist did a great job on this beat, but man the the chorus, the ah ah hey, hey, it's just, it's kind of like that Skylar Grace chorus. I did not feel that one as much, but it's just a mild thing. It doesn't really take away from the song in any meaningful or significant way. It's just what it is. Anyway, this this song's about a stepdad, and I like when he goes right at the beginning. Let's see if this ever happened to you, and then he's like, I hate my stepdad. And I, I think it's it's interesting that he would use this opportunity to, again, give people who have gone through something like an abusive stepfather an opportunity to bond with him in a different way than I think we've had before. Because I can't say in the way he does this track, which, again, is reminiscent of that Company Flow song about LP Stepdad, that, like, I just think it's cool. Um, one thing that sticks in my crew when I uh, sticks in my craw when I was six and I saw my stepfather hitting my ma, socked her right in the eyeball. I'm starting to think I'm psychotic of all with all the pictures I draw of the shit that I've witnessed already. It's probably twisted my thoughts. And I like the way he does it all. He makes everything rhyme on that aw sound, including thoughts, which I didn't say the same way. And right away, we're picturing this young kid. He's six. His stepfather is hitting his mother, socking her in the fucking face, right in the eyeball, so she's got black eyes. And then as a kid, he's processing this, right? He's absorbing this and he's creating like pictures of this shit, which makes me wonder like how many teachers have to know this is going on in the artwork. They say that they know. So many people must just know and then you can't do shit because like it's like an what do you do, right? It gets complicated, especially if the home line is fucked up and you can't bring the cops in or the kid's going to get taken away and this, that, the next thing. And I don't know. It, it's, it's This one's again real. Um, all I can hear is drama. And with mom and him, I can hear, always hear him arguing down the hallways. The walls are thin and the noise is starting to feel like the norm. Our dog pissed on the carpet. He stomped it so hard. Doctors had to put it down. He killed my chihuahua, this motherfucker. And then it's like, look, I've seen people be abusive to dogs and shit and that breaks my fucking heart but like the kind of guy that would beat your mom is the kind of guy that would kill your fucking dog and not think twice of it and then be like yo next time don't get a dog that pisses on the floor motherfucker it would be like and then just imagine you're like six and this guy kills your fucking dog like anyway it just it, it feels real it feels like eminem's remembering shit that happened to him and anyway, it was just, yeah, then the chorus comes in, which is fine. But, like, I just felt myself again being, like, serious. Like, man, this is, like, a lot of serious shit Eminem's going through on this project mixed in with the more, like, fun or goofier shit. Anyway, outside I look like I'm calm. Inside I'm ticking time bomb because this motherfucker who sticks his dick in my mom. Fair enough, man, especially if you can't do shit. He's fucking your mom on top of everything else. That's probably got to also grind on you. Last night, he said I left the kitchen light on, but he walked in there this morning and purposely flipped it. I saw him. And then that kind of calls to the, the skit that we just heard where he's getting his ass beat over the fucking light switch. But he's pointing out here, this fucking guy basically is 
flicking the switch on purpose just to excuse to fucking beat him. Hickory switched to my bottom, I counted 69 times. So he fucking hits him. Smack, smack. Like, just because he fucking set him up. Just because he's probably drunk and feeling like an asshole. He swatted me with it. I'm crying. He's just hitting me harder. God, I wish I could just draw him. He wish I could get my weight up, but I'm just a second grader. This prick is bigger than I am. And I've been reading at school about this shit called liquid cyanide. I'm fantasizing at night when he's sleeping at just the right time. Sneak up with lethal injection and put him down like they did to my dog. I'm like, oh, fuck, eh? And then you have to consider it. Like, And I'm watching... Again, I'm watching the show You, which I think I brought up, and they they have like that plot line play out with that kid in the first season who basically wants to kill the fucking stepdad because he's beating the shit out of the mom and whatnot, beating the shit out of everyone. And then you're a young one. What can you do? You're too small. You just have no choice. You can't fight back. And so you you learn about cyanide. You just want to fucking kill him in whatever ways. And you know. You know, I'm talking euthanasia like kids in Taiwan. This fucking shit's like Saigon. And I like how he uses actual historical situations to kind of correlate the atrocities that are going on. Because Eminem is pretty knowledgeable. Neighbors called the police on him. So many battery charges. This dude's like lithium ion. Because you can recharge a lithium ion battery over and over again. Like thousands of times and all that other shit. Um, so... I thought that was that was pretty powerful. Then mom and him let bygones be bygones. So on eggshells, I walk and just try not to piss this guy off. But that's why I... And then you get, like, the chorus again. So he's pointing out the cycle, right? Where mom beats the shit out of him. People call the cops because of whatever. And it goes on. Um, there are actually a few podcasts on this channel a couple of years ago where you can hear some shit that sounds like some dude freaking out and occasionally it sounds like he's beating the shit out of somebody. Like, some neighbor of mine in another building nearby on a floor that I don't know and you could just hear it you could just hear something that sounds like some guy being like what's being described in this track and it's so awkward and uncomfortable especially the powerlessness of not knowing where it is <clears throat> not even being able to call the police to interfere with the situation and it happened a lot like we're talking more than once a week for like a long period of time i just assume people moved since then and we, it kind of stopped happening but there's a few times on the podcast because i'm like shit at editing out anything like coughs and whatnot I just leave it all because i'm lazy and like you can hear it like we'll stop and you'll be like that didn't sound right and it's like picked up on camera and it's just it's just real like sometimes anyway so the cycle goes on through and what happens you just come home they make up and i remember when i was taking psych classes there's one book i read that described the cycle of abuse where it just makes sense in the sense of dopamine releases where you take the abuse you get really crushed down and then the joy and the makeup process, the makeup sex part of it all, where everybody falls and loves again, is a counterbalance and dopamine rush that is so strong that you almost have to get the beating to get back to the high of making up again. And the addiction to the high of making up again allows for a cycle like this to, to keep going on through. And meanwhile, the kids just try not to fucking get killed again i think the show you did a pretty good job in the first season showing a visual side of what this track's exploring um so this year i'm going into the fifth and i'm tall this is the third verse i'm five foot six on my block i'm the toughest kid but i got way bigger fish to fry which is why i'm trying to get this bitch to fly off the handle and wait for the first uh fist to fly to put this guy in a pine box so now he's bigger he's older he's getting a little stronger he's tougher than everyone else but fuck all the kids and none of bullies or anything he's going to take out stepdad dude so he's looking forward to like piss him off a bit 
He describes like this plan he comes up with where it's like Christmas and he's coloring and there's friends around. And then this guy just walks him and just kicks him in the arm and just laughs and goes, oops, like this is just for fucking funny harasses him, you know. He yells for moms and as she's rushing, you know, to come in and save him because why the fuck are you being like that? He just stands up and goes, fuck you, punk, right? Like he says that to his stepdad to piss him off, to trigger him. He runs to the bathroom, uh, sorry, his bedroom. He hides behind the door knowing what's going to be fucking coming in as he kicks, as a stepdad kicks the door him and just slams him in the head with an aluminum bat beats the fucking shit out of him basically kills him and then uh if basically he has to go to juvie and this is the situation uh and whatever happens then fuck it this is why i had to go down and uh he kind of wants to you know when the bully pussy is dead the bully finally gets his stomped until uh, he pissed enough to fill a two liter with and buried him next to my dog so it's like I fucking killed him and put him next to the dog as like the poetic justice of the situation. Overall, I think this song is powerful because like if you are that kid, it's like at the end you can fight back, you get that victory. It, it has that empathy of wanting to kill him, having to go through that. Like imagine wanting to kill somebody and feeling like a moral conflict, like it's wrong to want to do that. But nah, it's relatable and it's understandable given the circumstances when you look back. Either way, I thought this was incredibly powerful. Like I said, I gave it a 4.5 mostly because of that hook or the chorus, but it's a great track. The beat is pretty, pretty intense. Everything about it's pretty, <clears throat> pretty intense. And it's cool to see Alchemist working with Eminem like that. Anyway, I think... Sorry, I think for this uh, for this we're gonna do one more track for this middle part of this review as we move into Marsh. As you can probably see here, uh, I'm gonna move the mic. Hopefully, I'm fucked that up. But as you can see here, I have this book on cannibalism and nature that I'm reading, courtesy of Bonnie's excellent choice in dark subject matter in her literature. Um, that's a Bonnie book, yo. Basically. Uh, it kind of actually talks about this spider situation that's going on that Eminem breaks out. It talks about black widows and just in general spider sex because of the cannibalism associated with it. And I thought it was cool that Eminem referenced some shit I'm literally reading about this very week. I digress. That's not the point of it. This is another cool track though. I feel like this one's coming in and he's kind of like... You know describing himself and and whatnot this is moving past the stepdad situation it's almost like stepdad goes back we, we pivoted the story to young eminem and another situation where he had to deal with and now we moved on it's like a new introduction to marsh you know so my name is marsh and i'm out this world because with all this abc shit, i'm starting to sound like alf a bit get it because alf is an alien and all this ABC shit, all this whatever he's doing, he's kind of sound like Alphabet, which is like Alphabet, ha, kill me. Like he's just laughing at his own joke, which is fair. This medicine's counterfeit. So because he's taking bad drugs, he's actually killing himself. Oh, fuck, eh? That's an interesting line. So literally, because the medicine is bad for him, he's killing himself. I was misled by the sound of it. How am I going to get turned up on this Valium shit? Yeah, so... It kind of sounds like now we're talking a bit about drugs too. Again, maybe drug addiction is still a theme of this part of the album. And like he's kind of showing how he like I just like the idea of like how am I going to get turned up on volume? Like it sounded like such a good idea to get fucked up. But really these downers, these things that keep you, it's like the opposite of being able to get turned. Anyway, so he checked in at the Royal Garden to chill and avoid my problems until paranoia caused me to feel like I'm going bonkers. 
Fair enough. I think um, instead of the craziness in the first half of the album, we're exploring the subject again on a little more personal thing. So Eminem's kind of losing his mind and shit. I spilled like 40 bottles, or for real, my toilet's talking. I spilled like 40 bottles of pills. Think your boy is starting to feel like a spoiled carton of milk. Because it just occurred my girl's cheating. I'm fucking, I'm kicking that fucking bitch to the curb. And the word fucking ain't meant to be a descriptive word. Um, So what I... What I'm looking at here is I think we're back to the idea of that mistress being Eminem's drugs habit. And so when he goes, my girl's cheating, I'm kicking that fucking. Like, I feel like that's what he's kicking here, that bitch to the curb. And I feel like that's what he's trying to, to say here. Like, it's not like it's a fucking bitch, like it's a woman. It's like I'm kicking that fucking habit or something, like, bitch to the curb. Like, it's just, it's it's like a fucking compulsive. The type of bitch she is ain't no adjective, it's a verb. So it's like I'm the complaining, the negativity, getting rid of all that shit, you know? And then... A weird Cardi B diss is what I, I think happens next while simultaneously, because again, the woman represents the drugs, so it's still kind of following that. Whole thinks her snatch is magical, but that's how she attracts men though, traps them and attacks them similar to an actual arachnid or a vaginal tarantula or black widow. In fact, it'll be nothing to throw that little bitch with a capital B, Cardi B, out the black window or the back window of the black Cadillac limo like a whack demo. So here it's like, uh, it takes on, I, I picture like Cardi B drugging and robbing men and shit. Um, and then he's kind of like lashing out against that type of behavior. But simultaneously, it's like the drug ensnarement is so magical. It attacks you in the same way that a black widow does. Because essentially, in a lot of spider communities, with very limited exceptions, the women spiders are much bigger than the men spiders. And while not the cannibalism claims of black widows and shit are a little trumped up it's mostly like some people wrote about it and then people read the book and assumed it was fact but in reality like it happens less often than all the time but there is actually always a risk in spider sex if you're a smaller male especially if the the lady spider doesn't want to mate with you that you'll get eaten that could happen but or there's one spider that actually when it mates with the spider it like her eating him is part of the mating process so she starts eating him while he's nailing her so it takes like a half hour and then after they're done he starts again and lets her keep eating him until he's just gone and anyway that's some spider cannibal shit for y'all to think about. But he, I like how he compares Cardi B to that. That's interesting. And then saying that when he comes across women or drugs or something bad, you can just throw it out the window like a whack demo. Because that's what you would do if somebody gave you a whack demo. Fuck that. Get rid of it. Bye. Anyway. When he's strapped and he rapid spit, uh, when he, when I'm strapped, when I spit rapid like a ratchet, a half what I aim at, then I'll bin fire, bitch. I can outwrap Reynolds, a pad and pen will be great, but a napkin will do. Return of the wax sicko, head spinning like invisible scratch pickles. Nothing super spectacular here. It just sounds real good. It's just really fun to listen to. Um, I like the energy in it. Maybe I missed some great power in that, but basic pun or something, but basically it just sounds like he's fucking great. He's going to come in and kill it. And eh, it's not a whole lot, except to see that Shady's back. He's here. Allow me to introduce himself again to us all. And I like the chorus this time. My name is Marsh. I'm out this world. S on my chest like it's plural. Uh, call me extra, extraterrestrial, extra, extra, extraterrestrial. I don't know why I like it so much, but I think it's funny. Like, I'm just extra. I'm just crazy. I'm an alien. And I think it's funny.
I don't have more to comment. I just enjoy this chorus a lot. I like the goofiness of the beat. And then, yeah, I like how he kind of moves into talking about MGK again here. I think I could keep beefing. Fuck is the point. I could make it really difficult for motherfuckers to come to Detroit. And I know people think like Eminem doesn't have influence, such as like when MGK was like, you sound like a bitch, bitch with trick, trick and whatnot. But like, the fact is, Eminem knows all the kinds of peoples and has the kind of cash flow where he could probably back blackball you in his city if he wanted to. Either from a corporate point of view, through his Interscope connections, or through the streets. He could probably make it real difficult for you to come. But if you're still looking for smoke, I already gave you an L. Get it? An L from an L Producto Blunt Rap. And I'd rather see you in hell, but I should get Puff on the joint. Because an L is a joint, so Puff on the joint did it. But it's, instead, it's a Puff Daddy bar because of, like, commenting on, you know, his power and whatnot. Wait, run it back. I say give you an L in hell. Puff on the joint. I am blunt. I am the blunt you avoid. So I like that. He said, I'm going to give you an L. So a joint, you inhale it, puff on the joint, as in smoke and get high instead of getting puff on the joint. I'm the blunt you avoid, as in I'm the blunt shit you avoid, but also the, the smoke that you don't want. I used to get jumped from my pro wings. When I was growing up, they said Slink, a slinky's a wonderful toy. My mother thought I would be such a fun little boy. Oh, what a bundle of joy. Until the morning she suffered a punch in the groin from a tantrum I was throwing like a motherfucking disgruntled employee. And then he flows into the part where like almost this weird reminiscence here of him being young and just like slapping at his mother. You picture him being a little baby inside of her belly, punching, causing a bunch of problems. And then she realized that this is going to be like a bad child but i like the way she she he compares the tantrum to that of a disgruntled employee who's pulling a temper tantrum because they really these adults do act like children it's kind of funny anyway he doesn't cut the beat of fucking destroy it and once he gets going rain thunder is storming puddles are forming here's somebody voice in my head it's still a dream then he said kill mc trippy red with pills and lean sipping meds in the limousine getting head guillotine and i thought that was interesting because like it's basically um, this whole notion that inside of himself, that Slim Shady character just kind of comes back to life and lets Marsh know he's got to go fucking take out the MCs that are whatever. I don't know if he actually has beef with Trippy Red, but I think he's pointing out that these mumbo rappers are kind of like there and, and, you know, they're dying off of this shit. And maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the Trippy Red line is in specific about, but... I guess it's just trippy red because like you can get trippy and have red eyes and it's just his name worked either way i liked getting head the guillotine line because it's almost like you're sipping prometheus and getting a blowjob and in a sense you're also chopping your own fucking head off because of the slow death of drugs in the guillotine anyway i thought it was cool and getting a head chopping a head off it's a great line then there is just the third verse, which starts off again as a great, it's just as like nonchalant, airy diss at everybody. Like, yeah, so all of y'all can just suck on a penis. I'll do the opposite. Eat you pussies like cunnilingus because cunnilingus is apparently the opposite of fellatio. And basically saying y'all can suck a dick for being lame and he'll eat you pussies and fuck you up like a rap, like in the rap style. And there's no stopping him. He's a genius. When they said when they kamikaze hit now they call me butterfingers because i just keep dropping shit you want to butt heads shut up beavis haha <laughs> and i love that part because he's kind of pointing out that everyone's kind of calling him a genius after kamikaze the surprise album like wow eminem's back blah 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 and now he's butterfingers because he's just dropping shit keeping coming up with new albums like he just did it again type things he was on all those features last year everyone was hyped up
instead of like having a hiatus it's like eminem was a very ever-present for us last year and then you want to butt heads and then he does a really great beavis and butthead impersonation there and i like that i got your bitch with her butt out i'm hit i'm hitting a lick because she's sticking her tongue out you got no hitters you might be pitching a shutout she about to give up the dugout bunch of baseball bars about whatever that's fine I don't know if there's a whole lot more here. He's, he makes a bunch of money like Ed Sheeran. He's a stan of Red Man X Clan, and I'm a Trich fan. So that's cool because he shouts out some people he really likes. But I look up to myself like I'm a fucking head stan. So what I thought was fucking funny about that is that it almost sounds like he's calling himself like a, a stan. Like fucking head stan. So it's like he looks up to himself like he's a stan of himself is the way it kind of comes off when he says it which i thought was fucking funny um so why else would i call myself an alien how could i hit a dry spell i'm named after the wetlands because it's a marsh and i was like that's one of my favorite lines on the album because it's true he doesn't have a dry spell he's named after the wetlands it's impossible because you don't get dry spells in the wetlands is i guess the bigger point that's trying to be made there either way this track was pretty ridiculous i i mean in a, in a fun way um it's it's definitely i don't want to call it filler but like it isn't necessarily the same punch that a few of the other ones that we're going to talk about still have had or you know like it's definitely on that 4.5 tier of truly excellent definitely replayable it's just not one of the standouts on this album but it's a standout compared to what everybody else is actually doing in the industry um so given the the clock here i think it's a good time to cut part two um and then we'll pick up with part three as we finish up the album it should it should be enough to to do one more part it's been truly fun to have you with me here thank you for watching it means the world feel free to leave a comment letting me know what you think of any of the tracks this review anything in general if you make that effort to comment i'll make that effort to answer feel free to subscribe to the channel for part three other reviews feel free to like the video feel free to all that good shit uh special thanks to the patrons ismail Dempsey, chris prado jonathan barnes dg black hurricane linda williams Courtney sparks and scribble they're dope they support what we do help us get a new camera help us get on spotify and everything and basically they're a huge motivation and in exchange they get to tell us what albums they want to review so expect to see a bunch of patreon requests coming in the near future um that'll be real dope and uh yeah i make music myself you can check that out on this channel on spotify whatever you'd like um holding stefan roy the alternative grind is my latest album check it out let me know what you think on that note i have a whole other part to record so live long and prosper everybody